Yo, what's going on on Friday night? Broadcasting throughout Los Angeles, Southern California, and beyond on the ESPN app. It's the Scott Kaplan Show on 710 ESPN. Clippers 103, Dallas 88, if you're just joining us. Luca went back to the locker room. He, he hopped his way to the Dallas locker room upper ramp and then was brought back onto the floor. His left leg is heavily taped, but he's back on the floor. Yeah. I'm not really sure why because the Clippers are up 104 to 90 with 11 minutes to go here in the fourth quarter. All right, Kirk Morrison from the pre and the post game. He's the analyst on the Rams radio broadcast here on 710 and has been around uh, – Southern California sports for a really long time joining us tonight. Hey, Kirk, thanks for being here and sticking around through the break, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, all good, Scott. Yep, pre, half, and post. I do it all. So okay, I don't want to be a part of the broadcast. Yeah, yeah I don't, can't shortchange me on that. I don't want to eliminate. I don't want to eliminate halftime. Halftime's an important deal. You know, <laughs> I'm is, serious. It really is, man. It is. Are you watching? Hard knocks. I assume you are because obviously the Rams are the team you cover, but. Have you watched the first two episodes? Yeah, I've watched it. I've always been a big fan of Hard Knocks, even if it wasn't for the Rams. But you remember, this is the second time that they've done it mm-hmm. um, since 2016. So you had 2016 was the first year when they came back to L.A. with Jeff Fisher. And then now returning, you know, just four years later uh, again. So having the Rams, but I think the twist with having the Chargers on it as well, uh, for me, is always interesting. I love when you can kind of relate to the teams because – they're actually in an area that you know very well. So for me, I've, I've been captivated by watching it. Me too. And I, I will say this. Um, to watch Jalen Ramsey go house shopping, um, I find it fascinating. <laughs> Some people may not. I swear to yeah. God I do. And, and they left me wanting so many questions. And I know why they leave out certain things, but I really wanted the answers. Like, where is this house that Jalen Ramsey is looking at? Where is he looking at 30 acres? How many square feet is this house? Who built this spec house that, that staged it like it was a recruiting trip, like they were trying to get him to go to a certain college with his name on the back of his jersey or his name up on the scoreboard? And I also wanted to know, how much was that house? What's he looking at? So now we're looking for the real estate agent that was on Hard Knocks. We want to interview her. Right. Yeah. It, it, that was a house that I had never seen before. I was like, wow. Um, the one thing that I do know is that the Rams, I was there earlier today at practice. Uh, they practice in Thousand Oaks at, at Cal Lutheran University. And so obviously, I think it has to be somewhere out there. I probably wouldn't buy a house too far away from where my practice facility is. I know that's one thing that I was always on my mind as I, as a player that I need to live close to my facility but that place was immaculate it was gorgeous every uh, adjective that you can think of to describe it that's what that house was for Jalen Ramsey and it was like an episode of like MTV Cribs mixed yep. in with a little bit of everything yep I loved MTV Cribs I used to love that show um, what, they, <laughs> what they never used to tell you about that show is they would have some young guy he's like a rapper you know he had like two songs and all of a sudden the next thing you know he's got a big fat mansion he's got expensive cars motorcycles and toys and you're like damn that guy's got the life and then you find out like a couple years later it was just two songs he had a whole bunch of money he blew it on that house just so he could be on mtv cribs dude's broke doesn't have any more records anyway kirk morrison let me let me ask you this um okay 
And by the way, I just got distracted because I'm looking at the Clippers now. 110 to 95 is the score. I found, Kirk, to be one of the other really, really interesting storylines of episode two of Hard Knocks was the Whitworth family and finding out that they all had corona and that that Andrew Whitworth's father-in-law spent five days in the hospital. He was like touch and go. So I, I found the um, the story of one of our star players and his entire family had it. I thought that was really interesting. What'd you think? Yeah, I think we had heard the story uh, from Wit, but to actually see it, you know, being told on on tape and you know on Hard Knocks, it just it, it hit a little bit differently, right? And I think that when you have someone who's experienced it, I know that um, my brother had tested positive for COVID nineteen, so it, it really hit you know close to home for me and what he had to go through. So I can only imagine uh, what the Whitworth family had to go through when you talk about the whole entire family had to be quarantined it was just because uh the nanny goes out and has a you know a harmless lunch with a friend right it just shows you that this this virus it does uh it doesn't discriminate at all and you got to be safe at all times but i think for him to embrace it and and not to feel ashamed to say hey look this has happened we tackled it you know head on and we're one of the lucky ones and i thought that was great for him to be transparent about kind of what's going on and that look you can never drop your guard because COVID is still still rampant it's still running wild don't drop your guard keep your keep your guard up and i think that's just a message for everybody right now there you go kirk morrison from the pregame the halftime and the postgame of the rams broadcast here on 710 espn on the scott kaplan show clippers up 112 98 and Luca had to leave the game again for Dallas. So if you're just getting with us, he had hopped on one leg up the ramp. They brought him back down from the locker room, and they had his leg completely taped. He goes back into the game, plays about two minutes of the fourth quarter, leaves the court, and he's over on the bench like you know, with his head down in his knees as if to indicate, I'm like really hurt here. Like, I may not be able to contribute much more, not just in this game, but maybe going forward. So the Clippers may have just caught a monster break. Eight minutes to go, timeout in the game, 114-98 Clippers over the Mavericks right now. Kirk, um, I will say one other thing as I'm jumping right back into hard knocks. I really love Sean McVay, and I I think he's like a little baby John Gruden. And he comes from the Gruden family tree. I'm sure you know the whole history about McVeigh's grandfather and Gruden's grandfather and McVeigh working for both John Gruden in the early days of his career and his brother in Washington. So there's a lot of Gruden in McVeigh. Can we at least agree on that? Yeah, I think when I first met Sean, I knew that I would close my eyes and I was like, am I talking to John Gruden? Because he uses all the mannerisms, all the – you know, the little anecdotes, just the way that they talk, their, uh, their cadence, all of that. It just sounds definitely he's a clone. Right. I mean, he's a, definitely a clone of John Gruden. I, I watched this episode of Hard Knocks and McVeigh comes walking into the team meeting. And goes, I tell you what, man, I'm going to tell you what. We got quite a team here, guys. It's becoming very <laughs> organic. That's right. It's very organic is what it is. I'll tell you that right now. And I'm like, oh, my God, he sounds like little baby Gruden. I'm expecting him to say, hey. Knock on wood if you're with me, man. Okay, all right. Huh. <laughs> He's like, McVay is little baby there's, Gruden. There's a reason why ESPN flirted with trying to see if he wanted to call Monday Night Football. There's a reason why. I like a lot of people see he's got that Gruden. He's got the personality. Uh, doesn't take himself too serious. And I think all of that wrapped up into it is, is a football coach. So when he's done coaching, 
he's definitely going to have a, a job on the outside of doing something involving football. All right, Kirk Morrison, we have all learned how to broadcast from home. I yes. know it's Friday night. It's 8.24 in the evening. I know that you've got little kids. I can hear in the background what's going on because it could be my dog barking. It could be the landscaper that comes by in the middle of a broadcast. And in your case, it could be a little baby in the background crying. Who's crying in the background? Uh, that's, that's the cash man, the, uh, the 20-month-old man, little cash man. So Cash Morrison, I don't know what he's doing. He's probably looking for me. I told him I'll be up in a minute, but uh, I'll uh, I'll read him a bedtime story. I, I'll, I'll read him the, the Scott Kaplan story. Oh, really? Like the yeah. yeah, the Ironman triathlon. People don't know that Scott's an athlete, man. The, the former uh, kicker from like I got to let everybody know what's going on with Scotty Cat. Well, I appreciate that, man. I'll tell you what, that Ironman was ten years ago, and I have these friends that I all forget. Want... Listen, you got to hear this story. I have all these friends of mine that we all did this Ironman together in Hawaii ten years ago. They want to do this October what they call an off-the-couch Ironman. No training at all, okay? Whoa. You, you wake up on a Saturday morning. You go for a two-mile swim. You get on your bike. You go for a 112-mile bike ride. You come back, and you try and get to the 26 miles of the marathon. And no training. It's, it's off the couch. You just give it a try and see if you can do it without any training. I don't know if I really want to do this to my body because I'm bound to get hurt. Not bound. You will. It's not even bound. You will get hurt. So I feel scared for. I'm scared for you. So I don't know. You should do it. Uh, look, what's the new trend right now? See if you can do it virtually. Oh, that's a good idea. A, have I, you ever done a virtual Ironman? I, I haven't, but I had another idea, which was I'll tell you what. Instead of me getting on my bike and riding 112 miles, how about I get on my e-bike and let it do all the work for that's me what I'm for, for 112 <laughs> miles? <laughs> hey, man, that's how you do it, man. Hey, we're working smarter, not harder, Scotty. There you go. Hey, Kirk, before you go, let me throw out to you what's coming up next here on the Scott Kaplan Show, and I want to want to tell you what we're doing here. It's called Who Did I Coach? And Jesse Lopez here, a.k.a. J-Lo, who's producing this show. J-Lo booked a guest that's coming up, Kirk, and I don't know who it is. Mm. Okay? I, okay. Don't know, I don't know who the guest is. It's a mystery. Now, what I know is this person that I'm going to have on the air here in a few minutes coached somebody. And I'm going to have... Three minutes, Kirk, live and on the air, three minutes to try and ask enough smart questions to find out who this person ultimately coached. Then, once we get to the conclusion, which is hopefully I get the right answer, but even if I don't get it after three minutes, once this person tells me who he or she coached, then I get to find out about that person at another phase of their life. So, for example, if uh, Jesse booked LeBron James's high school basketball coach, we're going to all get to learn about what LeBron was when he was 16, 17, 18 years old. I have no idea who Jesse booked tonight, but I'm going to have to ask a lot of really smart questions to get this live on the air. What do you think about this, Kirk Morrison? I like it. That means you got to do your homework. you got to be ready to go. You just can't, uh, can't wing it tonight, but you got to – you got to come with it. I so got to dig. Actually like a really good game. I got to dig, dig deep. You gotta just, I got, I'm, it's I'm a two-in-one. So it's this, a game this, and an interview. That's yeah. how we roll on the Scott yeah. Captain show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so you one tell of your him, many Jesse. talents, Scotty, yeah, one of your many, many talents as a sideline reporter as well, as you moonlights from time to time, 
you got to go out and ask the tough, hard questions, man. I'm, I'm excited for this game. I'm excited as well. I know you're going to dig. I'm going to dig gonna real dig deep. I find it. I'm gonna, I, you're right. I am. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm excited about it. Hey, Kirk, before you go, here's our poll yep. question tonight. And our poll question is this. Charles Barkley said that the Lakers were going to be swept. I'm saying right. that the Lakers are now not going to lose another game to the Portland Trail Blazers. It's a very simple poll question tonight. Do you agree with that statement that the Lakers won't lose again? Or do you disagree with that statement? I disagree with that statement. They lose one more game, Scotty. Just one. Yep, just one more game. Um, but they'll win in six. I, I got Lakers in six. All right. If you would like to win the video game tonight, MLB The Show 20, we're giving this game away. All you have to do is follow me on Twitter, at Scott Kaplan, K-A-P-L-A-N. Click on the link that we've put out, which is to the debate that Kirk and I were just talking about. Do you agree or disagree that the Lakers will not drop another game? The winner of the debate, as voted on by you, the listeners, that person will win MLB The Show 20. Just go onto my Twitter, at Scott Kaplan, click on the link, join the community, and let's find out who the winner is going to be. We'll close the debate at 930, and we'll announce the winner later on tonight. Kirk, it is great to talk to you. Go put those kids to bed. Turn the show on on the app, and let's find out if I can question enough to find out who this person coached. Who did I coach is coming up next. Thank you, Kirk Morrison. This is the Scott Kaplan Show on 710 ESPN. Friday night, this is the Scott Kaplan Show on 710 ESPN. Wherever you may be driving around tonight, glad you're here. It's Friday night. We're pulling into the weekend. I'm watching the Clippers and the Mavericks. Clippers up 115-107 over the Mavericks. No Luka for the Mavericks. He's been taken out of the game. He he hopped up the, the ramp on one leg. They brought him back out, all taped up on the other leg. He came back into the game. He couldn't, he couldn't play. He left the game. His head was down in his knees. The Clippers thought they caught a break. And all of a sudden, Dallas is battling back. So with 6.17 to go, Clippers 115 Mavericks 107. This is the Scott Kaplan Show on 710 ESPN. And I was just saying to Kirk Morrison that we're about to experiment tonight with a new bit. It's called Who Did I Coach? Here's the here's how the game goes. Jesse Lopez, the producer of this broadcast, in our ESPN studios in LA Live, right in downtown LA, Jesse has booked somebody to be a guest on the show, and I don't know who it is. No idea. This person is standing by. Okay, I've He's got listening right now as we speak. He's listening I, to us verbatim. I have no idea who this person is. I don't know male or female. I don't know who this person is affiliated with. I don't know where they're from. I know zero. I swear to you, I know zero. He knows nothing. And I'll vouch for that. He knows absolutely nothing about this person that's on hold. Okay, so now I've got three minutes to ask enough questions to try and find out who this person coached. And then once we find out, hopefully that person is super interesting. We can get some more insight on who that person was when this person coached them. Are we ready to try this out? Let's let's do this. All right, let me bring this person onto the air, and then we're coming right back to your Laker reaction. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. If you want to get on the air, now's the time to call Jesse and work your way onto the board. Okay, let me go to this guest, and I'm going to put three minutes on the clock right now, and we're going to see if we can figure out who this person coached. Okay, here we go. On the air. Are we ready? Okay, put this person on the air, please. Jesse, hello. Coach, hello, you're on the air. Hello, sir. Ma'am, hello. All right, let me pull this person up on the air. Hello, you're on the air. Hello. Hello. Hi, how are you, sir? I'm well, thank you. 
All right. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN Los Angeles. You're live on the air. How are you doing this evening? Are you well? Doing fine. Okay, fantastic. Now, I've got three minutes to ask you questions about who you coached, and you should really only answer yes or no. Are you ready to play? Yes. Okay, very good. Who did you coach? Who is this? Who are we talking about? No. Okay, very good, Coach. I just wanted to make sure you were paying attention. Okay. Is this person a professional athlete today? Yes. Okay, is this person a professional football player? No. Professional basketball player? No. Professional baseball player? Yes. Okay, professional baseball player. Does this person play for a team in Southern California? Yes. Does this person play for the Dodgers? Yes. Okay. All right. This is now... We're about a minute into this thing, and I got this thing completely nailed. I just don't know who it is yet. Okay. Um, is this person an all-star? Has been, yeah. H- has been. Is this person an MVP? Has no. this person been an MVP? No. Okay. Is it? Okay, so not, not Bellinger then? No. Okay. Um... Mookie Betts, did you did you coach Mookie Betts? Coach, was it Mookie Betts? Did I lose the coach? No slash yes. No slash yes. So the relationship is to Mookie Betts, is that right? No. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> is this a player on the Dodgers? Other than Mookie Betts? Yes. Is this person an outfielder? No. Pitcher? No. Infielder? Yes. Is it Justin Turner? Yes. No way! Whoa! I just started I just started pulling names out of the air. Okay. All right. Very cool. All right, I've got the Dodgers up 5-1 right now over the Rockies in the bottom of the sixth, and this is Justin Turner's coach. So, Coach, I'm Scott Kaplan. What is your name? I'm Doug Latta. Doug? Did you say Glatta? Latta. Matta. And, and, Doug, where are you? L-A-T-T-A. Oh, L-A-T-T-A. Doug Latta. Doug, where are you? I'm here in Granada Hills. Okay, and, and where is Justin Turner from? Were you his high school coach? Uh, no, I actually started working with Justin uh, in the winter of 2013 when he was still with the Mets. What kind of coaching? Hitting. Just hitting coaching? Mm-hmm. How does, how does a guy like Justin Turner come to a guy like you, Doug Lotta? Well, uh, Justin played that season with another client of mine, Marlon Bird, who'd had a breakout season, and hitters talk, and they watch how guys change, and... Uh, Justin took great note of how Marlon had made changes, heard about me, and we got together that offseason and had a great time. Still having a great time. All right. So, okay, listen, let me just tell everybody, the game is called Who Did I Coach? 
and I've got three minutes to try and figure out who the person on the line ultimately coached. We went through a series of questions. Football player, baseball player. Yeah, baseball player. Okay, play for the Dodgers. Yeah, okay, plays for the Dodgers. What position? And then, and then we finally got to Justin Turner. So what year did you say you guys started working together? We started in 2013. 2013. And um, are there how many other Major League Baseball clients do you have, Coach? Oh, goodness. <laughs> and so this is coach you'll have to excuse me this is the beauty of the game right is i don't know who it is and then once i find out who it is i get to I, i'm writing down their name and i'm literally sitting here watching this basketball game and googling as much as i can about you and justin turner at the same time <laughs> well that's multitasking isn't it <laughs> it is completely multitasking it is i i said something about mookie Betts, and you said uh oh, not really do you have a relationship with mookie as well yes i do you coach him hitting as, as, as well, is that right? Yeah, I worked with Mookie in 2018. Any of the other, like, or who would you say are maybe some of the other big stars around Major League Baseball that you, you work with as an off-season hitting coach? Uh, there's a few. Um, as I said, you know, we've worked late last year. We had Hunter Pence. I was uh, honored to work with Adrian Gonzalez. Uh, there's, you know, guys throughout the baseball that I get an opportunity to work with. So it's... Uh, uh, I'm blessed to be able to work with some of the best in the game. Doug, there's lots of guys around the country who are pitching coaches, hitting coaches, off-season trainers, etc., and they become guys that players become addicted to. Uh, Tom Brady has a famous trainer now. Drew Brees has a famous trainer now. What is it that you do as a hitting coach that is unique that makes all these major league players want to come seek you out? Well, there's... Uh... A lot of things that go on with the baseball swing that the average person probably doesn't understand from a point of how we really need to move. And even the slightest uh, off-sequence or wrong approach physically can inhibit the ability for the player to really actualize as a hitter. Um, lots of movements that, to this day, I think are... Uh, misqualified from the standpoint of how we should move the hit. So the simplest thing we do is try to get the hitter's body in the best position uh, to work balanced, you know, maximize our strength and have the best coverage possible in the zone at the major league level. All right. This is all this is all really interesting how uh how major league ball players find their own like I said, you know, it could be trainer, could be chef in the offseason, in this case hitting coach. By the way, coach, your man is one for three tonight. I don't know if you're watching the Dodgers at all. Yep, keeping an eye on him. There you go. Uh Justin Turner's off season hitting coach on Who Did I Coach, Doug Lotta. Hey Doug, it is a pleasure. Thank you very much for playing along. Appreciate you, buddy. Appreciate it, Scott. Keep going. All right, man. Thank you very much. Thank you. That's really cool. See, I always like to find out, and I, I'm telling you, this will be fun when we start to find out about who these guys were when we get Kawhi Leonard's high school basketball coach and we find out what he was as a 16-year-old kid. It's all going to be fun. 124 to 115, Clippers leading the Mavericks right now, 230 to go in this game. So we're keeping our eye on this thing because it looked like the Clippers were going to blast Dallas, especially as Luka had come out of the game. He tried to come back into the game. Now he's off on the bench. He's taking his shoes off. He's in flip-flops. And he looks like a guy who thinks that 
I mean, he just looks like a guy who doesn't think he's going to come back, not just tonight, but at all in this series. So just when you thought the Clippers were going to pull away, Dallas has tried to just kind of keep it close enough, but I don't think it's going to happen. 126-115, two minutes to go. We're keeping our eye on this Clipper game. Okay, coming up, I want to get back to your calls. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. It's a Lakers reaction Friday. You've heard Keyshawn Johnson react. You've heard Kirk Morrison react. I want to hear from listeners throughout L.A. You rode the emotional roller coaster of game one. I don't think they're going to ever win to game two, which is I don't think they're ever going to lose. If you want to get in on a Laker reaction Friday, now's the time. 877-710-3776. 877-710-ESPN. Okay, here we go. Let's get these calls rolling. You want to get on the air? Bring your A game. This is the Scott Kaplan Show on 710 ESPN. Friday night, it's the Scott Kaplan Show on 710 ESPN. I've mentioned to you that we just started this brand new show a few weeks ago. I filled in on ESPN and had a 10-day contract. Turned it into a one-year deal. Like, bet on myself kind of thing. Like, no, I want to do one year. I want to prove to you that you need me. You can't live without me. To be the man, you got to beat the man. That's what I'm talking about, you know? And I'm saying, let's bet on myself. So, listen, wherever you may be tonight, it is a Friday night Laker reaction. Here's my reaction after game two. I think what I've come to realize is the Blazers pulled in red hot. They needed to win to make their bubble experience worthwhile. If you go to the bubble and you're just there to quarantine for the first two weeks and then to practice with your team in the ballroom of a hotel and then only to play your eight games and be sent home, that is not worth your time. On the other hand, you go in, you wind up going 7-1 and one in the bubble, you wind up making it to the playoffs, Lillard is averaging 35 points, They're on fire. Game one of this playoff series, the Lakers come pulling in. What were they? They were three and five in the bubble. They were in first place going in. They got up for the Clippers. That game ended. The Lakers won. They didn't care the rest of the way about anything other than trying to make sure that everybody remained healthy because they'd already had an injury to Rondo in the early stages of the bubble. All the Lakers needed to do was just get to the playoffs. And we can talk about how bad they were and how bad their shooting was and how no one can drop anything. But the fact of the matter is they were going to be the number one seed, whether they were five and three or three and five, none of it mattered. And then all of a sudden they run into these red hot blazers in game one and they wind up losing a game where nobody played well. LeBron had all the gaudy statistics, but he was giving up the ball and he had 16 assists to a bunch of dudes that nobody could knock down a shot. And while Anthony Davis scored points, you saw his field goal percentage. It was really bad. They flip it all around game two. Total devastation, total destruction. Anthony Davis like a beast going through the paint, staying up on his feet, using that big, long, strong body of his to work his way to the hoop, exactly what so many people wanted to see. He still wants to stand outside and shoot threes. He went three for four. But big man, go down low, and that's what he did. And so the Lakers come in kind of ice cold, and the Blazers come in kind of red hot, and now that this series is tied at one apiece, I don't think the Blazers will win another game. I know I seem to be in the minority on that opinion, but... 
That's how I feel about it. And I'll tell you this right now. The Clippers are just about to wrap this game up. Ten seconds to go. Clippers 130. Dallas 122. And the Clippers will take a 2-1 to lead in this series. And I'm not Dr. Clapper tomorrow morning, but I'm just going to tell you that on the eye test on television, my guess is I don't think Luka comes back and plays in this series. And if he does come back and play, I'm telling you right now, his leg is a much bigger concern for Dallas than Dame's finger is for Portland. You feel what I'm saying? All right, look, if you want to get in tonight and you want to get in on some Laker reaction, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-ESPN. Luca is walking now up the ramp with a giant bag of ice wrapped around his left ankle. So he's in flip-flops. Kawhi's being interviewed. He's won the game. Luca is limping off and into the locker room. And so I'm telling you, it doesn't look good for the Dallas Mavericks. And if you're a Clippers fan, well, I'll bet you you're pretty happy about that tonight. Okay, let me go to the phones. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. And by the way, if calling's not your thing, dude, I get it. Back in the old days of sports radio, everybody wanted to call, man. Everybody wanted to call. But you know what? That was pre-Twitter. It was pre-Facebook. There was no Instagram. There was no cited. If you want to get involved in our poll question tonight, it's really more of a statement. Charles Barkley said the Lakers were going to get swept. I'm telling you tonight, the Lakers won't lose another game in this series. Agree or disagree. And those of you that have the strongest argument, you're going to win MLB The Show 20, which we're giving away now for all you PS4 players out there. Go to my Twitter handle, Scott Kaplan, K-A-P-L-A-N. Click on the link, get in the debate, and let's see what you got. All right, let me go to the phones. Danny is in Bakersfield, and he's checking in tonight on 710 ESPN. Danny, what's going on, man? What's going on, my man Scott? Thank you for having me on, enjoying the show. Love it, man. What's good, man? Thank you. I appreciate that. What's happening? You know what, man? I think everybody in them forgot who the Lakers were in the regular season. They had this, you know, bubble season where they were not doing so well, and now – the way I see it, man, the Lakers, they're going to take over, bro. It's, it's, it's simple. It, 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 at this point, like LeBron says, we built different. Matter of fact, that should be the hashtag for the rest of the year for the Lakers. We built different. All right, let's think about that. Should we hashtag that? We built different? Absolutely. You like that, huh? You like that. We built different. Yes, sir. If you didn't see it, man, we built different. Okay. I'm going to tweet it. I'm going to hashtag it. I want you to get in on it and retweet it, and let's see if we can get the ball rolling. What do you say? Okay. He I left think he was so excited. I think, I think he was so pumped up, Danny and Bakersfield. He wanted to go in. Uh, he had to make sure he, he just, retweeted that and said, I started this. I'm the one that came and said, this should be our motto. We're built differently. That's right, man. I'm very excited if you can't tell. Yeah, I know. Listen, hey, look, you got to ride the wave of emotion. I was listening to Mason in Ireland earlier this afternoon. And Mason is saying that, hey, look, I'm just an emotional guy when it comes to my teams. And I think most people are emotional when it comes to their teams. After game one, when you saw Lillard and you saw McCollum and you saw, I mean, Carmelo Anthony. I'm telling you, dude, I forgot Carmelo Anthony even came back into the NBA. I thought he was retired for the last two years. And then they show you these videos and they're like, Look at Carmelo. Look at LeBron. These two guys are playing high school ball against each other. They've completely grown up in the NBA together. They've won three different Olympic gold medals together. They're BFFs. And I get it. 
but you forget about that. And and Carmelo came up with big shots. I mean, you look at Carmelo Anthony last night for for the number of shots, and there were about two or three big plays that he had in game one. Carmelo Anthony was there there just was nothing there last night. One for six from the field, oh for one from three point range, two points for the night, two points in twenty seven minutes for Carmelo Anthony. So nothing. You know, and it's amazing because if you're a Laker fan last night, you could have been watching that game till the very end when most people were like, "Okay, this thing's over. It was a 17 point lead at halftime. They're in total control after the third quarter in the third quarter. The Lakers scored 32 points. Portland scored 19 points. It was long over. Nobody needed to stick around to see the fourth quarter unless you're the kind of Laker fan that's been thinking to yourself. When was the last time the Lakers won a playoff game? And I heard George Sedano earlier today say 3,016 days ago was the last time the Lakers won a playoff game. So I had to go do my research.com. In the 2011-2012 season, the Lakers won one game. They were eliminated from the playoffs. They were eliminated 4-1, but they won one game. Kobe scored 42 in that game. The Lakers were eliminated by the Thunder, who had at the time Durant, Westbrook, and Harden. That's how long ago it's been. Think about that. 2011, 2012 season. that was the year season. they made the fight. Oh, no, it might have not been 11. But think about that, Jesse. I mean, yeah, and the fact that you said that, you know, it was you're watching the third quarter and they're just dominating. That was supposed to be a Laker home game. If it, you know, had this been normal situation, you think in the third quarter fans would have been walking out? No way, Staples would have been rocking. If you thought last night was a dominant performance, if it was inside Staples, easily would have been doubled that score. It's hard to believe it had been since the 2011-2012 season since the Lakers had won a playoff game. The last um, playoff win was was that season 11-12. The last playoff appearance... Last playoff appearance for the Lakers was the 12-13 season. You start doing this research, you go, oh my God, I forgot. Mike D'Antoni was the coach. Mike Brown got fired early in the season. Kobe tore his Achilles right before the playoffs. Lakers got swept by the Spurs. Oh yeah, that was Dwight Howard's only year in L.A. That was the first iteration. Steve Nash got injured in the very beginning of the season. Right, missed 32 games. I had to look that up. Missed 32 games. I don't know this stuff off the top of my head. I know you think I'm we, a genius, we just pretend but I'm not. You do. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I'm actually doing the homework. And so Steve Nash, Steve Nash missed 32 games that year. Missed games three and four in in the playoff series against San Antonio. So I would say this to Laker fans. Ride the emotion. When when you feel like, oh no, we're toast after game one, then you come back and you say we're never going to lose a game after game two, I say you ride that emotion. That's what I'm talking about right now. Okay, coming up, let's go down to the bubble in Orlando. Spiro Didis, the one-time Lakers radio voice, who is now an NBA announcer for TNT, He's in the bubble. He called Philly and Boston earlier in the evening. He's in Orlando. He's coming on to the airwaves in L.A. That's next. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN.